Hello, and welcome to Gamer's Table, a podcast discussion of tabletop role-playing games, war games, movies, books, and various other game topics. Be warned, this show may contain explicit material that may not be suitable for all audiences. Hello, and welcome to Gamer's Table. My name is Eric. This is Mike. This is Dan. This is Mark. This is Jason. This week we're going to talk about gamer quirks, cliches, and stereotypes. Well, what's left? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's that's it. This there, is our last broadcast. This, no. <laughs> Go out on top. That's right. End of this season one on a cliffhanger. <laughs> right. Initially, was going to, we were just going to do some quirks and things like that, but then I thought, you know, we could kind of lump this all together, and there's nothing saying that we can't come back to topics. Sure. Gamer quirks, cliches. Uh, stereotypes. To start it off, I'll say that there are some stereotypes when it comes to gamers. You know what the first one that comes to my mind is? What's the first one that comes to your mind? The smelly gamer. The smelly this gamer. Is the first one that came to my mind yes. as well. So when someone says, hey, so-and-so's a gamer, the first thing you think of is they fucking stink. Stinky people. Yeah, okay. that's what I think of. See, I think that's funny because I think, by and large, we generally don't stink. No, we don't. We don't. That's, no. that's why I, I've never really understood it, but working in a shop, yes. this oh, no, is a yeah. reality. Uh, it is a reality. Dan and I have both worked in shops. We we understand. I worked in a comic book store. I wasn't telling you. I was telling the audience. Shut up, Mark. So also, just to kind of uh, quantify this as well, we are currently recording in 97-degree heat with no air conditioning. So, or fans. Yeah. Or fans. So that uh, if we get a little angry, that's why. Yes. Or smelly. So yeah, <laughs> we had our Four loco episode. Now we have our uh, Speaking po- of hottest which, balls episode. We got another one in there, right? I there mean, is one in there. I may bust that open. <laughs> it will be cold. Yes. Ugh, gross. It was good. <laughs> So anyway, yes. And so fucking psychotic. When you think of gamers, first thing that comes to my mind is, oh, so and so's a gamer. Well, they're a dork because that's a oh, generalization. Well, I just skip right past that part. A nerd, a dork, a geek. Geek. But it's becoming cool nowadays to be a geek. Well, yes. Today is probably the heyday of the geek, right? Because it it's socially acceptable. How lame is it, or hipster is it, to say I was a fucking dork before it was cool? That's pretty <laughs> hipster. That's the hipster thing, though. Right? Is, hipsters are dorks, right? Uh, hipsters, but, they're, but they're put on dorks. No, hipsters are whatever Retro. it is before everybody else. Right. Or whatever I like it was. I was wearing parachute pants before MC Hammer was born. That's a hipster mm-hmm. kind of move. Yeah. You or, know. you know, I, I listened to this band when there was only like 16 people right. in the crowd. If, right. and if you spend most of your days cruising Pitchfork to find bands that nobody's really heard of yet... You're probably a fucking idiot. I, I, only, yeah. I only listen to demo tapes. You know, <laughs> right, right, yeah. Everything else is a sellout. Yeah. Too digital. And I think okay. we've gotten off track. Oh, yes, stuff. we certainly have. Yes, How would you be a hipster gamer, then? Uh, um, Mike, you are a hipster you are, gamer. Yes. You're Greyhawk. Yes. Greyhawk. Because Greyhawk. Only, only last week you busted out a... Issue of Dragon that was older than Jesus. Yes. <laughs> All right. It was, it was on a stone tablet. That's how old that... Uh, when you overvalue retro, that yes. is hipster. Yes, wow, that, I that just fucking it. coined it right there. So, the internet's <laughs> bow down to me. So hipsters don't realize they're hipsters. Oh, oh no, they know. It's so, intentional. Yeah. Yes, it's it's, they, just don't, they don't realize how fucking dumb they are. And they drink Pabst Blue Ribbon. So right. like Pabst Blue Ribbon. Mike does and, not uh, drink Pabst Blue safe. Ribbon. Some of them make attempts at uh, activism, but they don't really understand the issues that they are either for or against. Yeah. So most gamers, when you think of, oh, that person's a gamer, they're social misfits. I mean, there's a reason why people of our generation got together to game. Younger kids, it's, it's because computer gaming and things right. like that. But, I mean, there was something about it that we needed that social 
social interaction with like-minded people. In the, in the John Hughes movie of life, we are Anthony Michael Hall, collectively. Or, or Ali Sheedy. Or Ali Sheedy. Probably more Ali Sheedy. Yeah. Uh, I think I would definitely identify more with Ali Sheedy. Than <laughs> she looked like Michael. she had a twang about her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she may have been odoriferous. It's funny, because I never really... You're talking about The Breakfast Club. Yes. Because I never really identified, really, with any one character in that movie. Anthony I could Michael identify with... Ferris Bueller. I she could did. identify with an aspect of each one of them. That's by design. Yes. Yeah. John Hughes. I always thought of Jason as the guy that uh, uh, Emilio Estevez uh, taped his ass. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy, the guy off screen. Right. right. You yeah. never okay. met him, but he right. got his uh, ass taped. That's probably true. The yeah, hairy butt tape. Yes. Right. right. Uh, another thing is when you mention gamers, they don't normally think of girls, females, women. Right. It's mostly a, a male-dominated thing. These are all stereotypes that are not true. Not anymore, not for certain. So, but it's the mindset that you get when you, you mention. It, it, it's not true, but female gamers are rare. Not so much anymore. It's, there's the the old joke like Gamers Two by Dead Gentleman. Dead Gentleman. There was a part where a, a, the girl walked into the game and store, everybody does and everybody take. does a double take or follows her around <laughs> the store. Totally true. Yeah. That is totally, totally, totally true. Totally true. That's why Brian exclusively hires chicks these days. It's a sound business, including movie. Drew. <laughs> gotcha, Drew. Uh, another misconception is all gamers are into computers or video games, and that's not mm, true. I could true. raise my hand right here. I am not into video. You games are no. You are no computers. way computer savvy. No. I, I, You're I played, a late bloomer to the video game world. Well, I did have an Atari right. back in the day. But you had but a good 20-year gap. There, it was probably more than 20 years. I went from Atari 2600 directly to the 360. Another thing that uh, I know was brought up when we were talking about fanfic, things like that, gamers have a tendency to live in their parents' basements. That's another misconception. We, we, well, nah, I don't know about that because we've had several references to games that have taken place in basements. True. That, I, that I did true. live with my parents until I was yeah. 25. Uh, Brian, there was a lot of gaming done in his basement. Yes. Uh, parents' basement and his uh, his, his own basement. His own Basement. Yes, before basement. the Great Flood. <laughs> the Great Flood, yes. <laughs> destroyed all of our game books. And the porn. Okay. Okay. I'd say a prayer uh, for the porn. I always uh, equate the gamers in their parents' basement kind of like sloth. You know, they're hidden away, you know, chained up. <laughs> people under the stairs. <laughs> the people it. under the stairs. I love that movie. That movie is so bad, it's awesome. <laughs> Who knew that was supposed to be a comedy? Exactly. I was terrified of it as a little boy, and then I watched it later in life. I'm like, why was I scared of this? What, Goonies? <laughs> No. You said sloth. No. People under the stairs. Oh, I'm sorry. We segued into the people under the stairs. He's talking about a sloth, someone who... No, I was I was talking about Goonies. Oh. Yeah, we're ah, chained, gotcha. under chained under the basement. Damn. Right. <laughs> yes. I uh, thought you were referring to his pet sloth, yes. Reggie. So, okay, now my point is, essentially, gaming is escapism. You're escaping to... Absolutely. Uh, but how is that different than other forms of escapism? And why is there such a stigma on gaming and not on other forms of escapism? Uh, I think it can partially be blamed on church. Yeah, I don't well, recall the... When I first got into gaming way back in the day, there was this kid that I occasionally hung out with, but he was basically a dork, even though he didn't really quite understand that he was a dork. But uh, any time that I had uh, picked up, uh, say... My first Megadeth tape. Uh, oh, you or, devil worshiper, you. Right, and then I told him that I'd been playing Dungeons & Dragons. He's like, yes. Oh, you're Satan worshiper. You're right. Satan worshiper. <laughs> I remember when you and I were in junior high, we went to a lock-in at my church. Right. But I remember Eric and I smuggled some books in because we were going to try and find a quiet corner in the church to sit down and play some D&D, &D, just me and him. And we found like a little like broom closet or something. It was more of like a little bitty classroom, I remember. Yeah, I mean, there was a table in there and some chairs, so we sat down and you know, all the kids are out there, and they're having pillow fights and everything. So he and I sneak into this room. We start, you know, getting the books out and the dice and everything. All of a sudden, my pastor walks in, 
and he's all, you guys are going to go to hell and all that kind of stuff, you know, and he was not, he was not firing brimstone whatsoever, but he just like did a complete 180 on me. People, right. people tend to toe the line if yeah. they're uneducated on the yeah. top. Very much like a witch trial. Well, thing because with, that, that the then drove the games even further underground. If you are forced to do something that is not out in the open, people automatically assume that you're doing something wrong. Right. My point is, is gaming worse than or gayer than some other escapism? There are people, men, who scrapbook as an escapism. That's what? Gay. That is, that is <laughs> totally <laughs> There are, what about uh, playing golf? There's people who play golf as escapism. I have always been maintained that everybody geeks out on something. It's, it's just if how, you're if you're into hot rods and you like to fix up cars and you know that's what you're geeking out on. If yeah. you're into golf, if you're geeking out on golf, that's fantasy fine. sports. Yeah, fantasy sports in particular. I think that's something that I hardcore think, athletes or former athletes, people who love sports, if anybody was critical at all about them playing. You're, or participating in a fantasy sport, they would be totally defensive about it. Well, or not even fantasy sports. Sports in general. Yeah. I, I, Tailgating. Bill, like like Bill Maher said, it's, it, <laughs> being a football fan is the only time it's not gay to wear another man's shirt. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it, if you really look at it, worshiping a, a sports team or, or getting really into a sports team, that's escapism. Because you're living vicariously through a professional or a college right, right. sport. People, people look for a group to belong to. People want to be part of something larger than themselves. This, this goes for anything. You political parties, sports teams. Right. Greyhawk versus Forgotten Realms. Right. You know, it's just it's a group to identify with, to get lost in. Yeah. Well, so I, I think guess it all depends on how many people are into that right. activity. It just all goes How back to the human imperative to gather into groups for safety and resources. You know? Wow, so. that's profound, Mark. I hadn't really <laughs> thought of it that way. But I remember when we were in seventh grade, we were already sitting together, and then you know, Eric shows up. Hey, Eric, come sit with us. We were sitting together before we started playing any D&D or playing any games. Right. That right. came later. I mean, not much later, but it was just kind of like, hey, you know, we're sitting here at lunch. Let's find something to do. Hey, I know. Mike, how about we play some D&D? Well, that wasn't my idea. I don't know whose idea it was. Uh, well, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we uh, moving on to stereotypes and things like that. The gamer or just nerd culture in itself has certain stereotypes or beliefs in certain things, like zombies are cooler than vampires. That, well, that's that's actually a fact. <laughs> See, <laughs> that's actually and that true. makes my point. Fact. <laughs> uh, but there was a time when you know brooding vampires were cool. And now, of course sparkly vampires or not it depends on who you talk to right uh, 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 your average gamer so uh, that's what tipped the scale for me sparkly vampires are getting more gamers laid now than brooding vampires did back in the day uh, I'll agree with is that. that by using like a jar of sparkle this is the twilightism that's what i mean right people are it's sparkling. bringing more girls into the genre uh, oh, okay okay I see so just, yeah and just, now they're going it's just, and, I mean, it's just a numbers game right now right so the oh i like i really like twilight oh you really like twilight well then there's this game where you actually get to play out being a vampire right. would you want to play that and then that degenerates into you know wrestling i, I think the funny wrestling wrestling i do think the, the funny thing about uh gamers and it's probably and maybe this is a stereotype too I mean, most of them seem to me, I mean, this really wasn't a problem for me. I didn't have a problem approaching girls. I didn't have a problem talking to girls. And that, I think that harkens back to the social misfit factor of, yeah. of you know, the, the gamer prototype. They, you're more comfortable around your friends than you are around the opposite sex. Right. And there are exceptions. I mean, you know, but it's still the same. Unless on those rare occasions when a girl infiltrates said 
nerd. Well, group. and that, that's that was the point I was getting to. If these guys would get over some of those fears of contacting someone of the opposite sex and saying, "Hey, how are you? This is what my friends and I do at lunch, or this is what my friends and I do, you know, after school. Would you like to play with us? You know, I think that would probably work out really I, well. I, I think in high school, invariably, uh, there would be an uprising amongst your gamer group to keep the girls away. Well, um, I think that that's an old-fashioned way of thinking about things, too. But nowadays, uh, I think that younger gamers now, they don't have that stigma about it. And the other thing would be making connections online through dating websites or just whatever. You put that you like games, and you're matched up with somebody who likes games. We know somebody who who did that. Yeah, he, he put in all the stuff that he was into, and she had the same thing. Um, you know, she had the same thing. What? She had yeah, similar, similar, similar interests. Uh, she had a penis. She's a gamer. Not really, but Damn she's a, she's a former goth who you know oh, okay. likes all that kind of. Right. So she could totally LARP some vampire or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he's doing the smart thing. What he's, the hell uh, was that, Dan? Vomited in my mouth. Gross. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Eric. What the fuck are you wearing? Oh, this is my my this is my not pirate the first shirt. Time he's heard that today. Pirate pirate That's what he uh, wore in uh, Jamaica. Yeah, I, I wore it in Jamaica. Oh, I bought okay. it in Jamaica. It breathes well. But it looked it, like you were wearing gauze. I couldn't figure no, out what it, that was. It, it, it breathes well. Although I to- I showed it to my wife. That is and a shirt for smoking weed on the beach. And I said uh, <laughs> I said I, I think I'm going to wear this tonight because it's going to be fucking balls hot upstairs. And she said, what are you guys playing? I said, a pirate game. She goes, so you're a cosplaying fag. Ah, <laughs> ah, Gamer <yes>. cliche. <laughs> so uh, another, getting back on topic, another uh, popular gamer culture belief is that Boba Fett is cool. And I know that we've, uh, we've talked about it before. And w- there are a lot of people out there that are probably, if you're listening to this and you think Boba Fett's cool, you're probably going to start punching your computer or your uh, iPod or something like that because we are going to talk about how Boba Fett is not cool. He's fucking lame. Well, I disagree. Yes, I, Feel I know free. you do. Feel free. Speak up. Disagree. The reason, the reason I disagree is because Boba Fett was cool when Boba Fett was introduced in The Empire Strikes Back. That was all everybody could talk about. There was, I know there was, I, I know his original appearance was in the Star Wars Christmas special, but his first on-screen appearance on the big screen was an Empire. He did yes. in all of the movies. He did nothing cool, save one thing when he talked down to Vader. He did nothing cool. He, That's what made him cool. He couldn't hit a fucking wall. Hold on. That's all he could let, hit. Let me let me finish my point. He botched everything. He got taken out by a fucking blind he, man. He didn't do any of that stuff in Empire. That was all in return. And the reason... He didn't do anything. Let me finish, Dan. The reason he didn't do anything is because Lucas didn't like how all the fanboys, that's all they could talk about was Boba Fett this and Boba Fett that. That was the first instance of George Lucas telling the fanboys to suck it. By making Boba Fett into a fucking punk. He didn't do anything. That's, that's I agree, all I've ever said. No, I agree. The, people, the reason people rallied around him is because he had cool armor. And yeah, if, if Boba Fett was not dressed him, the way he was, right. if he was dressed in a fucking chainmail bikini, then everybody would have thought, who was that fucking right. fag? All the rest of the bounty hunters in that movie who did basically the same amount as he did, nobody gives a shit about any of them. Except well, for Boba Fett because he had the cool fucking well, I'll armor. give you another good example. IG-8 was a bad motherfucker. And he had a, mm-hmm. a badass shit, too. Forlom, Dengar. All of, those, all of those guys were essentially just extras. Boba Fett actually had a part, and I'll, I'll grant that, but... He was not nearly as cool as people have made in their mind that he was. Right. Except, and then they filled in the gaps with the books. And that's what I was going to say. Except in extended mm-hmm. universe where people other than Lucas 
decided that he was. They this were, is how cool he's going to be. They were geeking out. And they so were so basically, what you're saying him. is basically what you're saying is everything that George Lucas does is, is all right, and it's fucking. It's cool. his. World. I'm not saying it's all right, but it's his world. He gets to say what goes. I agree. I don't. But episodes one, two, and three, absolute shit. Well, Return of the Jedi of the first three movies. Return of the Jedi. Terrible that, that's, movie. That's 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 a totally different topic. Yeah, we're whether not, or not they were good. Okay. This is the. I'm world. not even sure this All is I'm, a gamer uh, thing. Well, so a, much it's as a, a movie. Tan- it's no, a tangent. Let's argue about no, it. No, it's, it's, it's it's gamer really because this is the shit that gamers do. We right. argue we, about we, shit. That this has is exactly. no fucking point <laughs> well, at all. Right, has no bearing so, on the on so the Boba Fett. Boba Fett was cool. Until Return of the Jedi came out, and he got swallowed by the fucking Sarlacc. He didn't do anything to make him cool. That's what I'm. That's, that's think, always that's my point. That's my point. The, the, that's what was, I'm trying to get to. Was is mis- he was cool. He because he was mysterious. Right. He and just showed up and where was the, out of nowhere. The fanboys started latching onto it for, and that's all Lucas could hear for three years. And he decided he'd put an end to it and make him go out like a fucking punk. It happened on screen. Hey, that's how all it goes I know down. is all I know is Superman was a real guy. Mighty Mouse is just a cartoon. <laughs> That's right. All I know is the, the greatest movie character in history, Han Solo, was scared of Boba Fett. Boba Fett? Well, Boba he was, Fett? He was blind. I, oh, just man. He couldn't he hear blind, Chewbacca man. over the noise. That's what it was. <laughs> so, yes, but uh, my point is that you have other characters in, in all of those movies who is on screen cooler than he is. Yeah. But yet, because of the cool armor, I mean, you, you have some pretty, you know. Actually, the armor was pretty kind of. Fucked up. If you take, but, but if you take movie. Return of the Jedi out of the equation, Strange if you're just colors? talking about Empire Strikes Back, where, where you, I know you only see him for a few minutes. He has what, maybe what, two lines in the whole movie, uh, something like that. Maybe I mean, just in a the few original words. cut of the movie. Yes. Yeah. So he was cool. It's it's only until later that he becomes not cool. And this is exactly what my point is: is that gamers have a tendency. And, and and other you know nerds and things like that have a tendency to make the things that they like important, very Char- important. Character yes. worship. Character worship is a prime example of it. Uh, my shit is cooler than yours because I like it. Because I feel that it's cool. Right. Therefore, it is cool. Which well, is kind of what it's makes a good the whole thing, past argument a little ridiculous. It's a good thing, Eric. Kind of accept that Dan doesn't like Boba Fett. Then Dan oh, doesn't. Dan doesn't mean, like anything. I like all kinds right. of things. No, no. Uh, but, but everything that you like is cool, and everything that we like sucks. No, I've never once said that. Bullshit. You tell me that like at least <laughs> once a week. It's because you have a tendency to like things that I don't like. It's uh, who cares? Another thing that uh, if you even want to take Jason <laughs> is uh, flipping Dan the bird. <laughs> He's taking this really personally, man. <laughs> if you want to, even if you want to take extended universe into account the fact that they that he escapes the sarlacc that no one has ever escaped before and that is just appeasing to he the also people. had to yeah. just happen to have a spare suit of armor about a mile away in right. the desert right yes. so i mean that's it's just if it was any other character was not very good if it was i'll tell you what put the same situation in a fantasy position and make it drizzit and fuck drizzit well see and but if it, if it right. put him in the same situation you read it you go man fuck that okay but hold on and and putting myself in the precarious position of defending drizzit <laughs> but mission accomplished but drizzit was cool for the first couple books that he was in it's only later I, when i've never read any drizzit actually he's over well, my problem with drizzit read? is that he was a uh, He's an R.S. Salvador character, and I hate that fucking guy. I don't think <laughs> Salvador created him, did he? Yeah, he yes, did. He did. Yeah, yeah. He did. But was, here's the thing, though. What the fuck was my point? I have God no idea. It, Mark. It's, I don't know. For the, I was, I was it's it. overexposure that makes stuff sometimes uncool. I agree. Isn't right. that a uh, hipster, a hipster, a hipster, yeah. Yeah. hipster yeah. point of view? That's what right. it, you know, I think. Uh, going back to Star Wars, you know, if if Lucas had decided that leaving it with just the original trilogy. Was enough. And it was like people liked the original trilogy. 
particularly our generation. We yeah. liked the original trilogy. The new trilogy came out. We didn't like it nearly as much, even though the special effects were essentially way better. And we all went right. to see it three or four times. And the acting He was made crap. it because we wanted him to. Right. right. And he shouldn't have listened to us. No. He, <laughs> no, he, he could not. If he'd, if he'd have followed the, the classic showbiz rule of always leave him wanting more. Yeah. Well, no, he could, he could have made the prequel trilogy that I wanted to see. And no, other people wouldn't necessarily want to see it because we'll, I have my we'll own vision in. of that world. And my, the only thing I have to say to that is... Talk to an eight-year-old kid. Talk to a nine-year-old yeah. kid. They love the well, prequel. That's another like thing that I had heard was like, there's a, another generation that loves the prequel movies, don't like the original trilogy, and then there's a further generation younger than that that doesn't like any of the movies at all, but they love that fucking Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah. It's a good cartoon. That's their right. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. So. Lucas could have done what everyone else is doing and just remake the original the same trilogy. Ones, That'll be done before we die. Oh, yeah. Uh, it'll probably <laughs> be done after Lucas dies. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. So, Within a year. They'll, they'll, they'll be pitching. <laughs> They're probably in the can. Right, so, <laughs> right. Moving on. Uh, one other point about the culture is that there's a popular conception that LARP is gay. But things like community theater is not. But it's essentially the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. And nobody ever asked my opinion on community theater. I just like it. Okay. <laughs> That's on the record. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I think there are some differences. Between... Do LARPers have audiences? LARPers, they take, are their own audience. Their own if, audience. if you they consider that, uh, like with the time we were in the hotel and they were in the main atrium and they were right. all playing up on that third floor balcony or whatever it was, right. and they were all making so much. And remember, we were yelling at them because they were yeah. making so much noise. Yeah. We were like, "Shut the hell up! We're trying to play down here." You know, I mean, we were essentially their audience. We didn't yeah. want to be, but we were. Last Gen Con, there were either LARPers and or cosplayers. All they were doing was standing beside the escalator. There was a boombox set up. And then the kids that were dressed as their favorite anime character would dance to their character's theme song I saw on CD. Yeah. And it wasn't just a couple of them that were doing it. There were many of them. I walked by that particular spot several times. Why would you expose yourself to something that you know that's going to make you Hulk out? Because they were between me and the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the con was well. it was con open street. These fucking kids and the elevators right, and right, and, right. and they those kids put as much thought into that as Jason has in his love and my hate for Boba Fett. Right. What? You know? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I no, don't. What I don't love Boba Fett. Your you, well, no, but you've you've thought out why you have a differing opinion than I do. You well, put some time into it. But that's it. because I was a little kid when that movie came out, and no, I did think he was but cool. The, the point that I'm speaking to is he did too. for that's for them. Did. That's fine. My, my kid love too. I, I've I've accepted my place in the Boba Fett world. Okay, but that I like to none of that a, matters because it, it speaks to the point was that's what those kids are into, and they're putting right. as much time into it as right. anybody else is into whatever it is that they love. I like to make yet another observation with regards to those kids. LARPers, cosplayers, most of them tend to be younger than us. When we were young and just getting into gaming, we were, you know, social outcasts. This is what we did when we did either publicly or privately, but it was something we kept more or less to ourselves to, to avoid ridicule. These are younger kids who are either, I don't know what their deal is, but for some reason they they don't mind making public spectacle of themselves. So they're better than us. No, they could be fucking psychotic. We don't know. I don't mix with those people. <laughs> yeah, it's it, and that's the thing. When we were when we were growing up, and uh, you know, even to, I've I've gotten to the point where I am comfortable with the fact of who I am. I'm openly gamer. I'm yes. openly gamer. Exactly. I like uh, that. 
so we, uh, you know, if someone asks me, you know, what is this about? You know, like if I'm at work, I'll tell them. I don't give a fuck. Right. You know, I'm comfortable with who I am. Well, it's because you're 38 and you just don't well, yeah. give a shit anymore. Well, I don't. But when we were 25, when we were 21, and somebody said, what are you guys doing? We're playing cards. You, you would have never seen Brian. We were hanging <laughs> over at a, going to a friend's house and watching movies. Right. right. We weren't gaming. Yeah. So, yes, there was Anything this social statement. So, okay, let's move on to uh, more aspects, quirks, and things like that. One one other thing that I thought of about uh, community theater. Uh, I'm speaking as a man who has done sketch comedy in drag live in front of people. Okay. (laughs) Self-loathing. So you're saying you have have credit. It was was a dichotomy that I discovered after I had uh, opened my mouth. I really (laughs) wish I would have seen these kids dancing because I'd have walked up to them and been like, you got served, bitch. (laughs) Okay, so um, all right, let's move on. Gameplay itself. There are certain quirks and cliches about gameplay itself. The the myth that whenever you game, you have to be a balanced group. Hmm. And we 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 shattered that uh, particular thing not too long ago. Well, it was just a few D and D campaigns ago when we played the uh, the Dragon Hunters. Right. We had uh, essentially two multi class fighters. And a multi-class ranger thief that was an archer. Right. Does that speak to the failure of three point five? I think that it, it it does, but a bit. There's you know other games are like that too. You know we we've, we've never really adhered to that as much as a lot of other people do, and I think that has to do a lot with uh, MMOs because you have to have a you nice yeah. even split. Yeah, we need a tank. MMO. We need exactly. healing. We need, we need magic. Right. We need, we need it. Yeah. Well, we also figured out pretty quick that if we could pretty well make whatever kind of character we wanted, and Mike was going to fill in the gaps. Well, true. With NPCs. Uh, that's partially right. why I don't like NPCs. It's you know? a cop out. That's it, why, it kind of that's feels why like, I like NPCs. I mean, I, I, I can understand that because sometimes, you know, you just, you're in a group and you, you know, nobody wants to play the fucking priest. Right. Because, you know, it's tired or it's boring or you did it last time. Right, exactly. You, 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 you know, you spend however much time you, you spend on, you know, accumulating your lifts of spells that you think you're going to need for the campaign and you ultimately end up converting all of them to healing spells for your, everybody else. The, or the aversion to healers, the aversion to healers is what led to fourth edition yes that is yeah how, how many different fucking ways is there to, to get healing in that guy yeah there's game? all kinds of them yeah that's i hit a guy with my sword everybody gets four hit points right they should have just made uh healing Seriously? potions yeah. really cheap so uh another uh, a good aspect of uh you just make a game where the pcs can't take damage that's what they're headed towards. Well, that, I think you would like that game. Yeah, Mark. Well, Mark, it, it would. I find it much less frustrating on one hand. Here's Mark's totally game. lame on the other hand. Here's Mark's game. You always hit. You always do max damage, and you never get hit. <laughs> All right, there, there we go. I believe that you played that game. It was Conan. <laughs> Uh, another uh, good. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not easily frustrated. <laughs> I mean, you know. Another good cliche gameplay uh, cliche is you never come up with your plans in front of the game master. <laughs> yes, I think that's uh, or your giving guys. the game master ideas. Don't ever give the game master ideas, which I, yes, I'm notorious at. Shut up! I think that that's come from years of you gaming with Mike because I never really <laughs> saw that in in the shop environment, <laughs> and that also kind of. Uh, uh, works into you never want the the GM to improvise because either you're all gonna die or it's gonna you're gonna end up yeah. it'll be a plot yeah. vacuum the the you fucking bastards somebody thinks I owe them money <laughs> they're wrong so yeah the the you're you're all gonna die or you know if if the the GM's gonna you know if you may take it off course 
The GM's going to punish you for taking it out of his, out of the realm of his story. He's going to kill you all, or he's going to plot vacuum you back in. Well, that's a GM stereotype. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. sure, sure. I mean, that, we're, we're talking about GM stereotypes, just gamer in general. Like, that well, probably gets you know, back to the mid-gaming topic. I don't get upset with the plot vacuum nearly as much as I, I, I may even display at the time. <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> having run more games since my last really upsetting experience with a, 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 a GM-induced plot vacuum was ultimately you've got to tell the story. See, now, and this is, again, I'm always the one to disagree because it's my lot in life. I, I know. I like games, and it's partially why I do really enjoy our uh, Sea Princess campaign right now because I feel like we're actually influencing the story. A lot of the times you have a GM, then, to their credit, they put a lot of work into their story. Right. You can't deviate from that path. Right. And you're it's just a, sitting a, along it's, for the woods ride. It's a hard groove, and you deviate from that, and it throws them completely off track, and they're going to run their game. And there's been, like, there's been a, instances where you know Mark would want to do something. He would completely go off course, and then Game Master would ignore him yeah. for the rest of the game session because it's like, you want to do that? Fine. But this is the story. So there you have to be flexible. But. I was playing an assassin, and I had absolutely no opportunity to sneak around and kill anything. I was just the guy with the sword in the in the in the main melee when it came down to it, and that was no no fun playing an assassin like that. So, hey, speaking of which, take a real quick immediate poll: Is there a more cliche class than assassin? No. Yes. What? Which is ninja? Okay, I Ooh. think I, I, I think most people are going to consider them one and the same. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. So D and D, they're different, but for the most hardly part, for, from which edition and what source <laughs> right, book? Right, right. right. So uh, here's some more cliches. You roll up a character, don't like him. He died in childbirth. It happens. Yep. <laughs> I have never done that. And the, today. Other, the other classic would be the uh, your character dies and you make his twin brother. <laughs> well, well, you've done that way more than everybody's me. pointing fingers across the room. <laughs> when have I done that? <laughs> no, you you like lineages. It's a different thing. Yeah. That's totally different. yeah. It is. So and I, I like characters who are related to each other. <laughs> the only time that I blatantly, obviously, did that was when we were playing Aces and Eights, and I got a severe spinal injury <laughs> on the fucking first day. Yeah, so, moving on to like players, there are cliche or stereotypes of players. There's the rules lawyer, rules lawyer, power gamer, the power gamer, the the, the sycophant, you know, mm-hmm. GM knows all and sees all. You know, listen uh, to the GM. He knows. The GM ass kisser. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm listening, Mike. Brown I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah, that's one of our autonomic triggers. Yes. Uh, Generally yes. when someone's not paying yes. attention. Yes. Uh, and and I, I fall into this category. The metagamer. Those skeletons aren't going to hurt us, so let's ignore them. <laughs> you know? We just walk through the, the dungeon and they can follow us. I don't give a fuck because they're not going to hurt us. Do we have any rules lawyers that we can? Uh, not regularly. Deuce, Depends on the game. Deuce can be Deuce a rules can do lawyer. It. Aaron can do it. Yeah. yeah. I think that the key to this is most of us don't even bring a book anymore, so we have nothing to. Yeah, I don't. I, I know exactly where my 3.5 stuff is. It just hasn't made it into my bag for the last three months or whatever. Pretty sure mine's in a landfill. Right. <laughs> uh, there's a, a couple others that I came up with. Uh, there's the oddball, and that's Mark. Uh, my family crest is two gro- goats jumping over a pie. You know, <laughs> uh, my luckily, gr- uh, two luckily goats that, crossed over a uh, blueberry peach cobbler. Luckily, that guy died. Real right. Quick. Well, and then there, I don't know even know if it was the same guy, but he wore a, a black silk diaper with the yes, uh, that was yes, the same guy. silver yeah. silver pin. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know you have a tendency to make no one, that are completely no one ridiculous. mourned his loss. Right, uh, <laughs> he was flayed by a chain demon. 
So. Nope, that was the, the, the that dude was an elf. The guy that in, got played by a chain demon was a dwarf. In my mind, no, I thought in, I was the oddball. Yeah, in my no, mind, no, Mike, Mike is an oddball. You're the non-gamer, Mike. <laughs> that, that, is, that, that is a non. Yes, the what, what was it? Okay, the, it was the, being desirous of playing a uh, trill symbiote and not having shit to do in a Star Trek game is evidence of being. I don't a know non-gamer. if that's a cliche. I no. think that, I think that's a pretty unique. It uh, is a uh, very unique, unique choice idea, for someone who idea. doesn't really want to do anything. My, yeah, well, <laughs> we, can, we can describe that as low investment gaming, right? I, we yeah, brought that up, and that's ne- that's neither good nor bad. It's unique. Yeah, uh, another one. So I, we know right away not to count on Mike to save the day. Yes, just me showing up is right. Uh, right. Is gracing. It's, it's all we need. It's happy hour. For hey, Mike. Mike's here. <laughs> uh, another, Norm. Another one I came up with is the the shock rocker, and I did that with Bosch Saloon. You, you uh, do yeah. things that just completely disgust people for the sake of disgusting them. Uh, it was probably. disgusting. So and listening to way too much Marilyn Manson. Uh, you, dude, you are the sycophant. I know. I'm listening, Mike. Oh, Mike knows all. Listen to what Mike has to say. How often am I totally not? <laughs> but, but how often am I totally not paying attention uh, you, to anything you, that's going uh, on? That's oh. another thing. That's that would be another one. Is that the, more than fifty percent? The inattentive of the gamer, yes, the absent gamer, the absent-minded gamer. We can lump that into the iPhone crowd. Yes. Now. Yeah, yeah. Easily distracted. No, 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 no. Quit pointing at us, Mike. I'm, uh, mine's work-related, man. They can't hear you that. point over the microphone. <laughs> so uh, then there's the. The DMs, uh, there are they're killer DMs. Oh yeah, yeah. named Eric. Uh, yes, and yeah. see, you know, there's the pacifist DMs. You you'll still run combat, but you know you're not going to die. That's Mike that, for sure. I, Sorry, Mike. I will give everybody as much rope as I feel necessary Why to do let feel... them develop their character and stay right. in the story. Because you know, you never see a movie or read a book where uh, you've got a group of characters and then one suddenly dies in chapter three just to be replaced by a very similar character or a totally different guy for no reason. That's actually a great idea. That's the way I think about... uh, That's the way it should be done. I think George Martin wrote (laughs) that. I was going to say, yeah, he fucking kills people all the time. I don't think it's so much that I don't want to kill characters. I want characters... I want players to want their characters to die. I want them to... Suicide. (laughs) Yeah. Suicide or take one for the team. get pickles killed heroic. Or, Or you want them to live. You want your players to want them to live. True. Right. Too, correct. Yeah, you know, I don't want no character to go out like a punk either. Uh, but that's but fate. You know, Sometimes fate. fate, you can't avoid it. Yeah. Moving on to uh, something else that gamers are uh, cliched or stereotypes is gamers love dice. We do. And yeah, they have a- the most bizarre and asinine dice rituals. Yes. Um, I mean, there were times when I, I know Mark. He he'll roll a dice, and if it falls off the book, he rerolls it. Uh, and I keep rerolling it, keep, or <laughs> until it stays that on that motherfucker. Dice superstition. That, yeah, that's that's a, uh, I, a quirk. I, I've recently adopted the quirk that uh, if I don't want other people touching my shit, and that yeah, nobody touch my dice, oh, or I'm, game master don't touch my dice. I'm definitely Mike, like don't that. touch my See, dice. I don't for like sure. dice. I'm a dice minimalist. That's true. I would get, try to get by in a but, game session with just twenties if I could. But that's you, why I like. But you do 20. have. But you do have your particular kinds of dice that you like to have uh, right yeah. black dice those, those black 20s yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean almost every die that you own i've never black. seen you play with anything else other than a no, long I, time ago. i have a, a yellow set now oh okay. what i got a gen con oh, yeah okay. he's really? waiting he's yes, waiting uh, he's gonna right. crack Q, them out see q workshop yeah q workshop uh chessex you know, talk about overpriced the... fucking dice <laughs> i bet i bet it started in junior high i didn't want my touching my dice I didn't yeah. like my because you my feel, but, but it's because you think they're going to roll uh, bad. He's sucking out the most. No, it's true. I, sure, I, I, yes, I, yes, Eric could touch true. him. Brian could touch him. And I didn't I care use, who else touched him. Yeah. Mike couldn't touch him. Yeah. And I use Mike's the fucking cooler because everyone else has every other color or design 
under yeah. the sun, right. I have black dice. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, there's the, uh, I'm only going to roll certain dice for certain things. This is my low roller. This is my high roller. <laughs> That's because they may be loaded. Well, and they're uh, or, or, I mean, we had a friend who had a 20-sided dice that had a bit of a quirk that the 20 was like twice the size of all the other numbers on the damn dice, and he called it the big 20. And as oddly enough, it was a lover, not a fighter. Big, <laughs> big green 20. Big green 20. So yeah, he would always roll that, and it would he ended up rolling it just for like non-combat situations, it seemed like. <laughs> I, I remember uh, on a couple occasions putting uh, a dice in a refrigerator. What? Uh, be- yeah, because it was uh, it needed the, some karma change or rub your nuts on it, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, I remember yeah. you doing that, too. Um, yeah, so, remember Matt used to breathe cigarette smoke on his dice. Yes, he called that the dragon's breath, right? right? Uh, there's Don't wake the dragon. Don't wake the dragon, right. <laughs> uh, I also have an, a particular quirk where I, I don't do it so much anymore, but I would name my dice. Mm. You know, I have Ice yeah. Man, I have Silver Surfer, you know, the Purple Ninja. Purple Ninja. I've got the Purple Ninja. Oh, I'm sorry. Purple Why, Ninja. I mean, and I know this is just my life that I'm always yeah. the odd man out. I don't have any fucking dice superstitions other than that I want them to be high contrast so I can read the fuckers. <laughs> well, I didn't even have a Purple Ninja dice. I had the die, but I didn't have. I didn't name it the Purple Ninja until after I saw Gamers. Gamers, right. And much like the Purple Ninja in Gamers, the Purple Ninja, they say, can never be defeated, but is consistently fucking defeated. <laughs> and so goes it with my Purple die. Right. I'd just like to point one thing out to everyone who's listening, unless they're loaded. Dice have no memory. Yeah. yeah. So, Anybody have any other quirks or stereotypes uh, you want to talk about? I've taken no. to throwing my dice down hard rather than rolling them. To ensure that they actually roll? Yes. Or, or when he really wants to get our attention. Uh, do we have anyone that just collects dice to have lots of dice? I have a shitload of dice, dude. I have a shitload of yeah, dice. So, all Everybody right, I, has an off day. I think we're going to wrap it up there. Thank uh, God. <laughs> thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Adios. Squeegee myself. Follow us on Twitter. We are at Gamers Table, and like us on Facebook. You have been listening to Gamers Table, brought to you by Side Tangent Productions. Visit us at www.gamerstable.com. Products and intellectual property discussed during this podcast are the properties of their respective owners. This production is for entertainment purposes only. Any commercial broadcast is prohibited without the express consent of Side Tangent Productions.